0: thank y'all for the good worship this morning, guys. I don't know about y'all, but it's wonderful to be at church when you know Jesus is there with you. Amen. And it's alive and you feel that spiritual presence that only he can manifest. You can't, you know, you can't fabricate Jesus. Amen. He's the one and only original. He has to do that. That makes you know That he's there. I don't know about y'all, but I thank God that we have liberty to worship the Lord. You can stand, you can sit, you can express your heart to God in a place where people all together love him and want to worship him. Amen. That's the awesome thing about gathering is God's people. This morning I want to look at a verse. It's a verse that it'll make you scratch your head. It's not, you know, I looked in a bunch of commentaries, most of them just pass this verse over, expository commentaries, but it got my attention, and when the verse gets my attention, I know Jesus said it, I do my best to figure out what he wanted us to hear it and what it says, but I want to talk to us this morning about taking the kingdom by force. We live in a time where people have taken a casual approach in America because it's been easy to be a Christian for a long time, but if you're really a Christian who's making a difference for God and you're advancing the kingdom agenda, you're in the kingdom, friends, you're going to find real quick that. There's an enemy that comes against you and the devil is real and I was looking at this and reading it comes from when John the Baptist was in prison for what he had done he stood up and preached against to King Herod who had unlawfully taken Herodias his brother Philip's wife and John being the kingdom man he was confronted him and said what you did is wrong and he put him in prison and he's in prison right now as we're going to read and He's probably discouraged. He's wondering what's going on. Jesus is not actually doing what they expected the Messiah to do. And he's having second thoughts. Is any of y'all, when things have gone against you, things unexpected, begin to have that that crisis of belief, that unbelief, that wonder, and you got to dig in? Well, John the Baptist sends some of his disciples to go talk to Jesus, and that's what's going on here. And as you look here, we're going to start reading and we're going to start reading in verse 7. And it says, And as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John the Baptist, Why did you go out into the wilderness to see a reed shaken by the wind? And what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? And he says, in a question, a prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. Prepare your way for what? For the coming of the kingdom, the Messiah. And this is the three verses that I want to preach from this morning. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of a woman, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now... The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. That's the verse that I want us to let our attention go to this morning. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. What he's saying is the law, all the Old Testament law, all the Old Testament prophets, they prophesied until John. But John is the fulfillment of everything they prophesied. He's preparing us for the coming one who will usher in the kingdom of heaven. And friends, the closer you get to the kingdom of heaven, the more opposition you'll see from the kingdom of hell. The last thing the devil wants is to see the kingdom of God advanced. The last thing he wants is for any of us to enter into that kingdom. And so that verse is kind of a verse you look at. What is he saying there? And then he says, and if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So I'm here today to hope God will give us ears to hear to see what this says. Now I've spent a lot of, I've struggled this week looking. But the way you interpret scripture when you're looking at one and you're struggling, and it's not plain and clear, is the best way to interpret scripture is with scripture. So you go find a parallel verse. And the parallel verse that speaks of this verse comes out of Luke, and it says this the law and the prophets were until John. That's right. Moses' law, the Old Testament, five books of the Pentateuch, and all of the prophets came before John. And since that time. The kingdom of God has been preached, and he says everyone is pressing into it. That's the King James. The New American Standard, NIVA says, and everyone is forcing their way into it. When you look at that first verse that we're looking at right now, that's a verse that's kind of hard to see exactly what it's saying. It says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God, heaven suffers violence. It's easy to understand that, yes, violent men and the violence of The opposition of the devil's kingdom comes against it. But the violent take it by force. What's he saying there? He's saying that it's not easy to get into the kingdom, for one thing. And that as you approach the kingdom and live to serve the Lord, that there's going to be opposition toward it. But guys, listen. The violence that it suffers, the men who enter in, they take it by force. They they press on. They don't allow anything to keep them from pressing into the kingdom that's basically what he's saying here and i want you to think about it it's not easy to serve the lord i don't know if you've figured this out yet but have you figured out yet that there are violent forces that oppose the kingdom of god look what paul says right here for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but it's against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places guys listen When you are walking with the Lord and you're doing what the Lord says, the devil's not just going to let a church accomplish and advance the kingdom of God. He comes against us, and we've all probably experienced that struggle. It's not against flesh and blood, people, but against the spiritual forces of wickedness. Look at what he says here. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but evil men and imposters will grow worse And worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. Guys, listen. If you desire to live godly in Christ Jesus, there's going to be people who are not going to like it. There's going to be people who are against it. Guys, look around at what's going on in America today. There is a great opposition to anything that honors and glorifies Christ. There is a big bunch of Americans today who don't want anything to do with God. And it's not by accident today I'm going to show you that we're seeing hell unleashed in America as we're seeing it. But look at this. You must continue in the things which you have learned. How do you continue in the things that you have learned? Well, the people who are entering the kingdom are pushing in. They're making an effort. They're doing it with force. Guys, you're not going to accidentally have the will of God accomplished in your life. You're not going to experience what the kingdom has to offer. You're not going to be a part of the kingdom work here on earth when you just casually take an easy approach to Christianity. Friends, you've got to be diligent. You've got to be a disciple. You've got to be the kind of person who's like Jesus was looking for. He said, to follow me, you've got to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Friends, listen, it's not easy to follow Jesus. And friends, Jesus is the one who is the king and he's looking for people to help him enter into the kingdom and also to be a part of it. Now, I want you to think about this. Have you also noticed that advancing forward into the kingdom of God is difficult? It requires great effort and sacrifice. Friends, listen. It's not that hard to get up on Sunday, come to church, hear a sermon, say amen. We heard music. We got liked. he blessed us and go home. But guys, when you get to the point where you want to enter in on the narrow road that Jesus is offering people to follow... The road that leads to true life, eternal life, the life of God, the kingdom life. Friends, listen, Jesus makes it clear that it's not easy to do. He says, strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, not some, not a few, many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. Friends, Jesus right here says that you've got to strive. Here we are again. Those who are entering the kingdom of God are pushing in their Forcing their way into the kingdom. They're striving to experience the kingdom life. I want you to look at what he says in the other parallel passages for Matthew. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. He's talking about people who are trying to come to God. Who are seeking the Lord. But he says because narrow is the gate. Difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. You know what Jesus is saying right here? That the gate into the kingdom... To be saved is narrow, it's difficult, and few find it. Now, friends, today we live in a time of easy beliefism where if you'll just say, if you just believe this, you can be saved. Friends, listen, when John the Baptist came, he prepared the way for people to come to the Savior who prepared the way to come to the Father to be saved and enter into the kingdom. Do you know the first thing that John the Baptist preached? Repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand and the Savior, the Messiah, is coming. When Jesus came, you know the first thing Jesus... Go look at it in the first three chapters of Matthew. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is here. (laughs) Friends, listen. Repentance and faith is what both John the Baptist and Jesus preached. That's what the crude gospel preaches. Friends, you can't just add Jesus to a busy, worldly, corrupted, ungodly life. And think you're in when Jesus comes into your life your life must come into Jesus and friends that's why it's difficult for people to be saved. because when you're truly coming and being drawn by the Holy Spirit and the gospel is working in your life and it's convicting you of your sins and your life outside of God and that you're separated from God and God is saving you not just to dodge hell and go to heaven but to have a relationship and be rightly connected with the holiness and the righteous one God himself And to do that, you got to change. And that's what salvation is. Eternal life is a life with God. People are in heaven today because they have a relationship. They're rightly reconciled to God. People are in hell today because they never got reconciled. They never experienced a relationship with God. There are lots of religious people in hell today. I could spit into hell and land on a Baptist, I can promise you, that thought they was going. Jesus said this, not me. Not everyone who says to me, "Lord, Lord," will enter my kingdom. That's what Jesus said. He said many people are going to say, "Did we not prophesy in your name?" That's preach. Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do many marvelous works in your name? I'm going to say, "Depart from me, for I never knew you." He didn't have a relationship with them. How do you know you got a relationship with God? You no longer practice lawlessness, because that's what he said. Depart from me, for I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. Guys, when you're getting saved, you got to give up the lawless life. you got to be willing to come to Christ and let Christ. And guys, listen to this. Here, Christ is magnifying in this passage we're looking at the difficulty of entering the kingdom of God. Friends, listen. There's violence that's coming against the kingdom. That the kingdom suffers violence from those who oppose it. But that's what? The violent take it by force. They don't let the opposition. They don't. We make it sound like coming to Jesus. If you get saved, boy, everything will be wonderful. You'll never have a problem again. That is true. Life is wonderful. The joy of his salvation. The peace beyond understanding that he gives you. But friends, listen to this. There is a part of the Christian walk that involves difficulty. That involves striving. And... Pushing forward and taking by force that which God wants to give to you and friends. Look at this We go around saying hear people say all the time. I have decided to accept Jesus. I Want to ask you you can't find that in the Bible You see we need to ask ourselves has Jesus accepted us You don't just say one day. I'm gonna go to church next week and accept Jesus My Bible tells me you can only come to Jesus when the Father is drawing you that the Holy Spirit must be at work And he is going to convict you of your sins. And he's going to convict you of righteousness. And he's going to convict you of judgment. That's what Jesus said the Holy Spirit would do. And he's the one who awakens you to your condition. He's the one who brings you to that place where you can enter in to his kingdom. But when you come, you don't come by your rules and your agenda. He's the king. You come by his. And, friends, that's a hard thing to do. Now, guess what? When you're in that place, the devil is aware he's not going to let us just win the world to Jesus and not come against it. Friends, listen. Has Jesus let you into his kingdom? That's the part. Because, listen, what happens when you get saved? There's a transferring. There's a conveying. You see? There's two kingdoms, ultimately. There's lost people and saved people on this earth. And, friends, listen. The Bible says that he has delivered us from the power of darkness, that's the King James, and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. That word conveyed, that I kind of got sticking out there for you. That word in the Greek is where we get the idea of a conveyor belt. What does a conveyor belt do? A conveyor belt transfers something from one place to another place, it's moving something. The the New Living Translation says, for he has rescued us, he's delivered us from the kingdom of darkness, and he's transferred us, he's conveyed us into the kingdom of God. And friends, I'm going to tell you something. That can't happen and you don't know it. (laughs) And friends, when that is about to happen, hell does not allow it to happen without opposition. Now, as you look here today and you begin to think about it, Have we seen some opposition lately in America that we haven't seen for quite a while? Listen, the kingdom of darkness does not want anything to do with the kingdom of light. And I want you to think about this. To advance the kingdom of God has always been costly. You know what it cost John the Baptist? His head on a platter. Y'all all know that's what ended up happening. He was in prison. He preached Jesus. He stood up for righteousness. He stood up for the kingdom principles. He told the king of Israel, the people of God, what you did is wrong. The king you serve, king, said you shouldn't have Herodias as your wife. She's your brother Philip's wife. And so he put him in prison. And one night, he had a birthday party. And her little daughter, you know, imagine what she must have been like, danced and pleased the king. And the king was so pleased by this little dancing girl that he said i'll give you up to half my kingdom whatever you want so she went to her mama what do you want me to ask for mama you go ask him for john the baptist's head on a platter friends listen the kingdom of god is never advanced without opposition do you know that every one of the apostles died a martyr's life because of the cause of christ and advancing the kingdom it is no accident today that right now we are seeing hell unleashed in America. You know why? America's been in the dark for a long, long time. But as long as you're comfortable in the dark, the devil will leave you alone in the dark. The last thing he wants to do is disturb your contented darkness. And the world, my friend, is dark. Everyone outside of Jesus Christ and his life saving grace. Who is not in his kingdom is in the kingdom of God going to hell for eternity and the devil will not disturb that long as it's going the way he wants he's got the whole world he's got the weakness of the carnal flesh and he's the mastermind to work it and he's doing a good good job now I want you to look about it lately the light has begun to shine in America again now America's been in darkness it didn't just get dark everyone thinks now America's dark no we got hope man The darkness is stirred up. It's disturbed. Friends, listen, let me tell you what's happened. Lately, we have had someone for the first time in a long time, unashamedly from the Capitol, say the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as God. Let me give you an example. We had the Democratic National Convention a month and a half ago. It went a whole week. And you can go see this. This is documented. Not once was the name God, G-O-D, God, mentioned. Not once. It's if they don't even want God, they didn't even mention God for a whole week of promoting their candidate. Then comes the RNC. Go look at it. Almost every candidate said, God bless America. God bless America. God was promoted. God was talked about. The last night, before President Trump received his, accepted his nomination, do you know how it started? Did you watch it? Franklin Graham was the first one came on. And Franklin Graham read the nation in prayer. And he closed it in the name of, and I quote, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We got a president, when they was trying to keep churches closed, said, open them up. Or I'm going to overrule your little state and your little township rules because we don't need less prayer, we need more prayer. And the church needs to be open. Hell don't like that. we got a president now that is nominated and just recently nominated the third most pro-life jurist that we've had in a long, long time that will do away with abortion, at least this monstrous up-to-the-day-of-birth murder. Do you think hell's just going to sit around and let that happen? Friends, it's no accident, I'm here to tell you, that violence is being stirred up in every city where darkness rules. And friends, you wonder, friends, how many of you realize that when you get to live for Jesus, Jesus is amazing. He gives you victory. He brings you through it. But there's violence that you suffer. Friends, listen. Why would these men... John the Baptist, preach and not give up. What is it that keeps people going and pressing on? What makes us take the kingdom by force and not give up? The kingdom. You know what keeps you going? Knowing where you're going. (laughs) I'm here to tell you the kingdom of God is worth living for, but more than that, the kingdom of God is worth dying for. And friends, look at this. This is what Jesus said about the kingdom. When someone sees the kingdom, when someone has you got a grasp of what the kingdom is. Jesus said it's so valuable that he'll give everything he's got to have it. That's what he's teaching. He said the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. Which a man found and hid. And for the joy of it, he goes and sells all that he has. And he buys that field so he can have that treasure. He's saying right there, if you look. He sells all that he has to have the treasure of the kingdom. Look at this. He says again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls when he had found one pearl of great price he went and sold all that he had and he bought it his merchant's been his whole life looking for that perfect pearl that's what he's seeking for I don't know about you but you may not know it but there's people their whole life been looking for the kingdom they need it and he says when he found it he sold all that he had and he bought it and friends listen to this The kingdom of God, Jesus said, suffers violence, and it's the violent who take it by force. The kingdom of God has been preached, and everyone is pressing into it. It's that kingdom that is so valuable that makes men do that. The Apostle Paul, I want you to think about this. The Apostle Paul wrote this to Timothy. You can turn to 2 Timothy if you want to with me. In chapter 3, verse 12. But the Apostle Paul was in prison for doing exactly what God told him to do. And he is the main apostle that established the gospel to the Gentile world. He took the gospel into the Roman Empire and honeycombed it with churches. He went on three missionary journeys and changed the world forever with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we stand here today as the fruit of his kingdom building ministry. And friends, you know what? At the end of his life, he didn't get Recognition from all the world and praise. He didn't get the Nobel Peace Prize. He got a prison. And you know what he got? A death sentence. Listen, when he tells Timothy who he's given over his ministry to, he says, Timothy, yes, and all who desire. I'm, I'm sorry, um, I'm on the wrong page here. Let me get it. He says in verse 2, chapter 4, verse 5, Timothy, you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. You know what he's telling Timothy? Timothy, be watchful, be careful, be diligent. Endure afflictions, they're going to come. And do the work of an evangelist, win people to Jesus, Timothy. And fulfill your ministry. Accomplish what God called you to do. For I, listen to what he says, for I'm already being poured out of the drinking offering and the time of my departure is at hand. What he's saying is, I'm being poured out as a drink offering. That was an expression of a sacrifice. They used to give a sacrifice, a drink offering as a sacrifice in the temple in the old days. And a Jew would have understood that more than us. But he's saying, I'm already being poured out as a sacrificial drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. But listen to what he tells him. He says, but I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. Paul pressed on, my friend. Paul Took it by force. He never let up. That's the kind of people that establish and carry on the kingdom. Look at what he says. Finally, there is laid up for me. The crown of righteousness with the Lord, the king of the kingdom, the righteous judge will give to me on that day. But Timothy, not only to me, but to everyone who loves my appearing. Friends, listen. It's the kingdom that keeps us going. Friends, there's days when it's hard to do doing what Jesus wants you to do. But friends, when it's hard, when it's difficult, when you want to give up, that's when you got to press in. That's when you got to pray more than ever. When you don't feel like praying, that's when you really need to pray. When you don't feel like getting in the Word of God and you don't really want to hear the Word of God, that's when you need it more than ever. Friends, listen, it's the diligent. It's the one who presses on. It's the one who takes by force the things that God's kingdom has And Carries forth that kingdom America my friend is ripe for the kingdom of God if we will take it off But listen, it's not going to happen without Do you think God's gonna let the kingdom Take over America. (laughs) I mean the the, without opposition. It's gonna happen We see it right now if you don't see the spiritual warfare that is going on in our days If you don't see it out there, you're spiritually blind it is Getting worse every day because you know what? We have opportunity today to move forward, to get things accomplished that would honor God. We still have the right right now to worship, to do the work of ministry, to build the kingdom. But friends, listen, you get the right people and they'll have violence come against us. It happens. You know, today we look at it and we say, well, it's not really like that anymore. That was in Paul's day. Do you know this year and for the last years, more people are martyred a year for the name and cause of Jesus Christ and his kingdom than ever in the history of the world? We are so protected that we're blind from what happens when the kingdom is advancing. Listen to this get a hold of a thing and, and, and go check and, and look at Voice of the Martyrs, Google Voice of the Martyrs. It'll put you on your face thanking God that we are in a place where we can worship without worry and concern of violence. But there's not like that everywhere. Friends, I want you to think about this. The people who move the kingdom of the most are the people who give the most. There is a missionary named Jim Elliot. And you may have heard that name. He was back in the 60s. He was a pilot and a missionary. God gave him a heart for the Ecuadorian tribal people. They were headhunters. They were cannibals. And he was... Fly that plane down there and fly around him and they found them and they realized where they were and he said we got to land we got to go down there and make contact with them are you crazy you can't do that these people will kill you they don't even speak english they've never seen a white man he said you're going to lose your life you know what his remark was he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot he made that true with his life. They landed a plane. They got out that plane. They got out. Those people came out. They tried to make contact with them. They shot him full of arrows, and they killed him. A lot of people said, that's crazy. Those people, that never seen that. Those natives, they looked at that. They don't know. They're so primitive. They're thinking, this is a God. They're watching for the planes. So they come by, and more people see them. More brave men for the kingdom went down, contacted that guy. They eventually led that tribe to the lord one of them got saved i usually not know his name you can google it up i promise you i've read the story it's a name that you know me i'm bad on names begin with but Mahoganda or something like that guess what this cat the one that led the tribal the the, the war tribe that killed jim elliott they got saved his wife got to meet him he got to come to america man i'm telling you what friends the kingdom of god got established because one man said The kingdom is more important than my life. Friends, I'm telling you, to establish the kingdom, you can't do it have an easy church. It's going to be hard. Yesterday, it took a lot of work, amen, to do what we did. I'm so proud of y'all. Man, y'all came, you did, everyone kicked in, and we got it done. But at the end of the day, did you want to keep doing it? Was you saying, ooh, man, ready to go home? Friends, listen, doing kingdom work, accomplishing the objectives of Jesus, and to win the lost, takes people who are willing to give effort to take it by force, to push and press into the kingdom. It doesn't happen by accident for you to get saved today. You can't just sit there. You can't. I mean, if you believe in Jesus, Jesus is going to move you. Guys, listen to this. Faith that is real has works. Faith without works, Paul said, is dead. And when Jesus saves us, he changes us. He moves us. And he gives us a desire to move forward. I don't know about y'all, but it amazes me that God keeps me going. How about you? How many times do you want to quit? How many times do you feel like, man, I don't know if this praying's making a difference? Some mornings I get up and I'm gonna tell you what, I love church, I love y'all, I'm so thankful for the you people that I love so dearly and where I'm at. But this is not what keeps you going what keeps me going is where I'm going. Some mornings I'll get up and I'll say, Lord God, I'm kind of homesick for a country this morning that I've never been before. And I start thinking about that country. Beulah land, I'm longing for you. God reminds me, and someday on thee I'll stay. See, the reward ain't here. The reward is there. There's my home, shall be eternal. My home's not here. I'm a pilgrim. I'm passing through. Bula land, sweet Bula land. That's what we fight for. That's what we stand for. I don't know about y'all, but Jesus said this. He said, having taken hold of plowing, look back. You're not fit for the kingdom. By the grace of God, one day I got hold of the plow and I'm hanging on and I'm not looking back to I'm standing on kingdom soil in Beulah land how about you I'm gonna follow Jesus I'm not shutting up I'm not backing up I'm not bowing down I'm standing tall for the cause of Jesus in the kingdom of God I'm gonna press on I'm gonna take it by force and as long as God puts grace in my body to preach I'm gonna preach and I'm gonna tell everybody that there's a kingdom worth giving your life to today Mr. Lost Man, you're not sure. It's not worth taking a chance on. The kingdom of God is something today. It's at hand. It's near. Jesus' gospel is being preached. He died for you on the cross. He was raised and he lives today to help you. He's the king of our kingdom and he's calling you in. Today, though, you've got to press on. You've got to put more to it than just, I'm going to wait. You need to accept and you need to come to Jesus. Jesus is calling people, and people must respond. They follow him. Today, I'm going to ask you to come and press on, and let's all celebrate together that Jesus brought you into the kingdom. If you need to be saved, be saved. But those of us that are saved, I want to invite you this morning also. Let's take hold of the plow, and let's keep looking at this kingdom, and let's not look back till we get there and we be looking at Jesus. Amen. America needs some people coming up. It's going to be more than just go to church and whine about Washington. They need people that's going to stand tall and preach about the kingdom and stand for the kingdom and do the work of the kingdom. If we just keep doing what we're doing, I promise you the kingdom is going to be exalted. If we keep preaching, we keep serving, we keep building, we keep working, God's going to bless. But guess what? The devil is going to come. You've heard those saying when God starts blessing, the devil comes a-messing. But guess what? He is defeated in Jesus. So be aware, be ready, because sometimes it takes everything in us to press on and to continue to take that kingdom by force. America needs churches that are pressing forward, that are taking hold of the things of God and who aren't going to be quiet about what's right in the eyes of our Lord. I'm going to say a prayer. Our people are coming forward. I'm going to invite you this morning. If you need to be saved, Jesus... You don't have to walk an aisle. But Jesus said this, I didn't. He said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father. But if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father. Man, if we're going to press on, if we're going to take the kingdom by force, surely we can't be ashamed to say, I'm going to be a Christian. I want to be saved. I want want God to come into my life. And Lord, I'm asking you, please save me. Today, we all have done it. We are on your team. If you can't do it here with the A-team, you're not going to do it out there with that one. So I'm inviting you to come. And for those of us who are in the kingdom, let's make a new commitment that we're going to serve our kingdom by building and advancing His kingdom. Let's press on, folks. We can do it. And God will help us. Would you stand with me? Father in heaven, I want to thank you for the privilege to be part of your kingdom work here on earth, Thank you for Jesus, for our King dying on the cross. Thank you for what you're doing in our church, in our community, in other churches. But Lord, even in this time, I see a lot of people that are discouraged about what's going on in America. Father, I thank you that hell is upset. That we see, we see, Father, that there's violence coming against things that stand for the kingdom. Lord, that's because darkness is being exposed, light is coming forth, and the devil is fighting. Lord, thank you that there's evidence that we're still in a fight. And Lord, I want us to have glorious victory for you. So help us today to be people who press on, who are willing, no matter what comes against us, to continue to take your kingdom by force. But Lord, we can't do it without you. We need your grace. So today, Lord, for that person struggling with his salvation, I pray he would nail it down and get saved today. He would give his heart to Jesus. And Lord, for this person here that's in the kingdom who needs to, maybe like a man I spoke to just a while ago, make a U-turn and go back to where he used to be and get right with God. Lord, I thank you that you accept us and you forgive us and cleanse us. And that repentance is a blessing of your goodness. So Lord, today we just want to leave here ready to go forth for you to bring forth the kingdom of God thank you Jesus for this day thank you for what you've done and we just look to you now in Jesus name Amen